0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung. And Fred Tattashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Time Live. Live. This week, we return with thoughts on our first look at gameplay footage for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Then, in our final stage, I review, finally, Ghostwire Tokyo for the PlayStation 5. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and Game on. Again, everybody happy friday and welcome back to another game-filled episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah i am so sorry it took me this long to come back my god it has been so much that has been going on i mean, like i was scheduled to come back like a long time ago with the show but i had to undergo a lot of things in my in my place in terms of like house repairs and stuff like that and just a lot of craziness going on and then you know, all the events came about, so I couldn't even do that. But, like, it's been a crazy eventful week. I am very happy. Came back this week and uh, got to go to my third all elite wrestling event, live taping event. It was a lot of fun, as it always is. I got to meet some of the um, stars this time around, like uh Swerve Scott um chuck taylor and and leva bates and all that stuff and we we just had a great time over there and got to see some of our acmg members from philly there as well shout out to rich williams out there who is uh attending this event as well among others uh just a lot of just a hell of a lot of fun so i am back we are here and we got some gaming news to talk about not too much i mean pax east you know came and gone wasn't didn't really Nothing really big came out of it in terms of, like, big news. Like, the biggest thing that people were talking about in PAX East was, you know, Dotemu and their release of the first two stages of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. That is absolutely all that has been trending throughout this thing. Um, you know, and then just little stuff out there. I know Mega Rand was out there, you know, performing too. But the biggest thing that really... I saw on social media that was being talked about throughout everything was everybody's excitement for the upcoming, you know, much anticipated sequel, uh, not even really sequel or a spiritual sequel, at least to the arcade classics of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is not in any, any way connected to the first two arcade cab games that came out before, but it's, it's, it's a spiritual, you know, creation of those games and actually a, a succession It's literally you could just look at the footage from the trailer and you see that it supersedes the originals in every way so but we got a chance to see dotemu brought the goods in at pax east and um, they allowed fans and people to check out the first two stages like the first two playable stages i should say of the game so attendees at this year's pax east had an opportunity to play these stages um and with much great hype and much great fanfare at at best this was the most trending game of the entire weekend that everybody was talking about at this event like and this is great because dotemu like like dotemu is not really it's a known company you know they're they've made some really great games lately um streets of rage 4 was one of the recent ones they were a part of um you know windjammers was the little you know bit of a nostalgic flair that they, you know they're they're building nostalgia back you know that's basically their their brand they, they they just rebuilt nostalgia and they're doing it again and they'll be doing it again uh later this year i believe metal slug tactics is coming out and they air part of that as well so they're working much like uh way forward they do work on a lot of great throwbacks and bring and do a great job bringing them back to you know the modern times and then giving it a new coat of paint if you will and this is going to be no different this may actually supersede streets of rage 4 and streets of rage Four was fantastic Um, i mean like absolutely outstanding um one of my favorite beat-em-ups of all time and i think this is leading up to be just as good if not better just looking at what was going on it looks absolutely stunning first of all like they took what you got to see in the old arcade games and then just completely did so much more added a little bit of like you know a great outline to the character models and it does in the pixel art and it just looks so clean and so beautiful the framework the frame rate it looks tremendous the animation looks cool and crisp and smooth i am so looking forward to it. this is one of my this is one of my most anticipated games this year absolutely um it carries the essence of the old while still providing new and fun elements uh looks like looks to have like more attacks than the original game release and that's what they're known for like streets of rage also did that too where you had more you know action moves and more moves to work with and then like now with the new updates that they have for streets of rage 4 you were allowed to change and modify your move set to be able to have your own customized moveset your whichever one is your favorite the most and you can unlock more as you go through the um nightmare x mode and such and that was just a lot of fun i hope th- that would be cool if they did add the same element to this as well i would really absolutely love that um but you know there will be more attacks than the past two you know the original uh turtles game and then you know turtles in time as well um but also there's some additional special attacks as well the first stage starts off with the channel 6 action news studio as you first hoard uh as you fight through hordes of um foot clan members so i mean you you there's the nostalgic part right there is just being able to you know do that and fight for, through the foot clan a lot of these same elements that you got from the arcade game that you could do like for instance um beating up the foot clan members or anybody to a point that you could throw them off the screen and you'll see them flying off the screen. That's a classic, awesome thing that we got from Turtles in Time. So they brought that back in there as well. And that was great to see. Some of the grab, uh, grapple moves and handle, like slamming them left and right, that's back. So some of the same fun elements of the old is there, but they added a lot of new flares. The turtles also have animations that pay tribute to each character as well. Each you know, and that's something that's awesome because. I mean, the the old games did great when it came to maybe, um, you know, differentiate themselves to an extent, but they all did kind of feel the same. The only difference is like you knew that Raphael had the size and Leonardo had the Katanas and Donatello had the bow and so forth and so on. But outside of that, when it came to the the, you know, the action scenes and everything and, and the movesets, it didn't they all kind of gelled in the same look the same this has a little bit different like their taunts are different now and you could really they have its own. it comes with their own personality in this case so i thought that was really cool to see returning from the original games as well as uh pizza boxes that help you replenish your health however though timu took the liberty of actually adding a new pizza box power-up element that can grant a new abilities for the turtles during the battles with the foot. Each one or each new power-up allows them to do something different that will help them in the battle. So I thought that was really cool. The 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 awesome nostalgic soundtrack is back with you know new music, but still carries the element and essence of the old as well. And of course, this time, as you know, you could play as April and Splinter, who are now playable characters in here. And I'm hoping they're not to the, you know, the last. I'm hoping we get Casey Jones. I'm hoping that we get. Uh, what is it, Jenica, from the comics? I know they just, you know, got Venus back. Um, for, or is it Venus or is it Mona Lisa? I think it's Venus, which was the original character that they had for the Saban show. Now she's in the comics too. So I'm hoping one of the two or both come back. I'd rather have Jenica because I like that character. I really enjoyed reading that character in the comics and how they developed her she's really dope and i like her i like her backstory as well so i am absolutely absolutely by the way speaking of turtles side note if you guys still have netflix for those who still have netflix and didn't drop off of netflix yet the samurai rabbit which is the osaki Jimbo series is out now on uh netflix so if you still have your netflix account um definitely go out of your way and check it out it looks really cool but uh aside from that is really cool the story that, now according to i uh ign which is one of the places that i saw the footage from um there are going to be two modes announced uh which is including story mode and rk mode story will allow you to level up each character and there will be i guess there will be some like rpg elements to your character that you can level up and they can acquire some more you know sh- you know moves or strengths or whatever like that so i think that's pretty cool. Um, but when we finally played a game, I'll talk about it more in detail because I have a hands-on experience with it. But they, they said that, um you know, each level, you know, you'll be able to level up on story mode and choose, you know, each character to play. So it'll allow you to really want to play each character and really develop them each. So the replay value will continue. This is the same thing. I, again, this is the same thing they did with Streets of Rage. And I think it's a very smart move to do. That to add RPG elements, giving you the purpose to we give you a reason to want to actually play each character and go through the game again and enjoy the game again in a, with a different experience and you know be able to feel rewarded when playing. So I really enjoy that aspect of it as well. And then arcade mode is more for the challenge. Is it's you know, you just want to get through or you want to challenge yourself during harder levels and you know speaking of harder levels they also announced that there will be three difficulty levels I think again this is awesome they're giving us choice and that's all we ask for is choice here so the only thing that didn't come out of this whole thing is a release date yet which is still yet to be mentioned and we it is expected to come out this year like they are absolutely ready I think by I I I'm predicting if not next month then June we're probably gonna get a release date on it. From now until June, we're gonna get a release date. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking this game's coming out in August or September. That's my prediction for there. So I'm just putting it out there right now. I'm, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong in a case if it means that we'll get it earlier. Uh, but I think no more than August or September is my prediction for that, so really awesome there uh the only other news I have on this segment right now is my thoughts on overwatch 2 which had their closed beta Uh, I got to see the gameplay footage for the pvp version not the pve I am still looking forward to the pve version because you know speaking of the game that I'm going to be reviewing today this plays into what I'm going to talk about in the next segment so Overwatch 2 came out, you know, I saw the footage of the, you know, the PvP mode, which is player versus player, for those who don't understand the lingo of that. Um, it looks awesome, as it always does for for Overwatch 2. Um, the gameplay looks very fast-paced, as you would expect, and it's a PvP mode, so it's like everybody who's drinking Red Bull is playing that game, <laughs> or whatever energy drink of choice is, is playing that game in there. And then it's also now yeah well let's talk visually it looks very next level everything from the map designs to the stage and map designs to the character models all looks awesome it, i mean say what you will like blizzard you know of all the things that they've been going through they have been working diligently those those you know kudos to the staff they've been working diligently to make sure that this game comes out and it looks absolutely awesome and it's it's i hope they get really commend it well i mean both financially and credit uh credentially for just for putting all going through everything that they went through <laughs> in the process of this game and everything that's been going on with blizzard and all this stuff I, i'm I, I i that isn't an enviable task that these guys had to go through i i tell you you know say what you will about all the scandal and everything that's been going on with uh blizzard and uh activision or whatnot but that doesn't fault the actual staff that had to be in the midst of all that um they were working diligently and hard as hell to get this game come out and do what they love doing and you know that needs to be that needs to be commended you know they worked hard they tried to work hard to have fun and hopefully they still are working hard to have fun and having fun working because this game looks awesome and then you know i i'm looking forward to it but um the pv the 5v5 which is newly added used to be three versus three now it's five on five um it looks to me overwhelming as hell like this is the reason why I don't prefer to play you know PvP games because I am not really that skilled I need a crash course or an easy way into uh, to you know FPS games and I think I've found that when we talk about the next segment so stay tuned for that um but yeah man it, it's it looks completely overwhelming like if you're not a person who's not drinking like half a like half a dozen cases of like um red bull you are going to be overwhelmed with this game <laughs> play through that's why I, hope, I look forward for the pve story mode version because that's going to be my kick i'm going to be able to pace myself the way i want to i'm going to be able to uh, that's at least i hope i will um i'm going to be able to enjoy the story because i like the characters and i like the story the background elements of the characters and whatnot i like all that I want to enjoy all that. So, I, I hope that's going to be the case with that. And according to IGN, once again, the mode felt uneven and strange, um, like in a strange adjustment with the new 5v5 settings there. So, um, I'm sure they got a lot more work to do. That's why it's the closed beta. They're, you know, they're having fans test it out and give them feedback on it. So, I'm, that's going to be the biggest kick. If they, I want to play the pve mode i want to test that out i want to I, like the minute that they announced that you're going to do that i want to i'm going to try to find my way to jump in that because i absolutely want to experience how they're going to flesh it out and how much of an experience that's going to be and if they see other games like samurai warriors 3 and Ghostwire tokyo i hope that they see what you could do with first player single player experience in the fps type of style and work on that and making it just engaging to just the one person who wants to play through the story mode and such and the other thing that i'm always hating about you know over the overwatch is that it's it's ability to want to that the need for you to play online and be online reliant and i hope they i think they said the pve is, is not going to be online reliant I hope that's the case. I don't because I what if I want to play this game on the road and I gotta rely. This is why I hate this cloud-based game's uh statures, because I don't I may want to actually play on the road. And like I can't play Guardians of the Galaxy on my Switch because I have to be in an online and like we got Wi-Fi in our car, but truth be told, that Wi-Fi signal sucks. It. It is the worst. <laughs> I can't even get my iPhone. Like, and I got the new iPhone, you know, thirteen Pro Max with the five G and all this stuff. I still can't get it to actually, you know, the signal could be is not no, nowhere near as strong on that thing. I don't know what it is about my wife's car, but like, it just that signal sucks. <laughs> I don't know, but nonetheless, man, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've been, we've all been waiting for this, like. 2019 was the last time i've spoken well I, I didn't even speak about it like when i did the overwatch panel with um charlotte chung and and fred tattishore like they thought i was going to talk about overwatch 2 i i had no no you know you know intention of mentioning overwatch 2 but then later on like i think no more than two weeks later after the after keystone comic Con, they announced overwatch 2 but that was in 2019 it's now 2022 i mean it's i'm glad you know i i am also glad i'll tell you this i am also glad that they didn't like keep promoting that this game is coming and this game is coming and stuff like that kind of like the way you know kingdom hearts did and square enix did because i think it, it's by not talking about it less but still kind of hinting on it that is being worked on and not over glorifying the hype for it i think that's better like, I like what AEW Games is doing with the AEW wrestling game. They're, they, you know, Kenny Omega mentioned that this thing's coming out and they're working on it and they didn't want to say anything until they know they have concrete information. And he's learning from the mistakes of other game developers at the time because when they announced that the game was coming out for AEW, you had Marvel Avengers come out. You had. Cyberpunk uh, 2077 come out and both of those games suffered badly from being rushed from you know over hype from a lot of things and Kenny Omega saw that and he even mentioned that and say like you know it took it took heed to that it is like and then all you know another thing I don't he kind of said it without really saying it I think he kind of took a slight dig on Retromania wrestling in a sense, because I know Mike Herman and he he he's kind of different because he wants to be open and honest. He he pulls the curtain behind. And sometimes I do think it's a little too much. And especially now in this stage where and he hasn't done it as much since, but especially in this stage where like. He's already got the game out. The game is really awesome. It plays really well. Um, he, he, you know, he is updating it or he's working on the next update for it and such. But the more he talks about it and the more people are more anticipating it. And I was like, I don't think he should do that as much now as he did. But I think Kenny Omega saw that because I don't, I think he played the game. I think Kenny Omega played Retro Mania Wrestling as well. He's a gamer. He's going to buy it. He's probably, he's going to check it out. The AEW game is going to check it out. Just like the wrestling code, when that comes out as well, whenever that comes out, because that's still in the making as well. But I'm sure they played that game and sure they saw Mike Herman, you know, do vlogs all the time saying everything is coming out. It, like, and, and, and what I do give Mike Herman credit for is that he didn't lie to his audience. He didn't lie to his target demographic or audience or, you know, fans or whatnot. You know, he said, he told you when they were blemishes, he told you when there were great things happening and i respect him highly for that and um i i i just i i there sometimes when you need that you need that type of transparency and honesty and such and but when a lot of times you don't you don't necessarily have to say what's going on you're just saying things are going to get done because you know the people that you're catering to sometimes especially on social media are just there to want to troll you regardless they have no intention of you know anticipating they just want to troll so you know it, it it is what it is and like i said i i you know hope that they finally announce it i hope overwatch 2 comes out this year and i'm thinking if they do make any announcements i think it's 2023 i think it's coming out 2023 or very late holiday season but i think um early 2023 is going to be their day because i think i feel like they're getting close the fact that they have a Closed beta for people now to check out. Um, It's it's getting close. I just want it to be a great multiplayer experience for fans of old, but for new fans who may want to enjoy, you know, the single player experience, I want them to have that as well. Much like this next game that I'm going to talk about in our next segment as we close this one. So, folks, that'll do it for this portion of the show. We're going to take a break. Come back and. I am going to review Bethesda's Ghostwire Tokyo, the game that may actually have made me finally fall in love with FPS games. We'll talk about that. Right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics, movies, and games, such as This is Miley Planning, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters, and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter Five. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more Reached the final stage of this program, and I am here to review Ghostwire Tokyo, Bethesda's latest action FPS game. And why I decided to try this out is because when the PlayStation Five was first announced, this game was also announced, and I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, it's an FPS game, but this is not your normal gun-toting type of, you know, army-based, military-based type of action game. This is actually providing a new theme and feel to it adding paranormal supernatural type of elements to it some spiritual psychic energy a la Yu, Yu haka show style and this looks very interesting and for the first time in a very long time i was like you know what i'm not the biggest fps fan but i think i'm going to actually jump on this and the more i kept watching i'm like yeah i think i'm going to jump on this and lo and behold it finally came out Of course i had a bunch of other games to review but i finally got my hands on it and was playing it while you know reviewing some of these other shows and everything and wow lo and behold i was blown away and i did i was wondering if there was going to be a first person i i hate to call this a first person shooter game because yes it does have sort of a shooter element to it but it's it's a little bit more it's a little bit more than what they're claiming it is um it's just it's it's it brings on somewhat of a nuance to the genre if you will now i did also like samurai warriors 3 which was really comical and fun to play and easy to play however i think ghostwire tokyo outdid samurai warriors 3 in terms of control in terms of just ambiance and atmosphere and such um it, it it feels more conformed and in and, and balanced. Whereas Samurai Warriors 3, as fun as that game was and as 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 entertaining as that game was, um it felt way too loose. It felt way too loose. It was I felt like I was the, like especially when it comes to controlling the camera the camera was just going fast paced everywhere and I know I could control the camera but like when you're in default settings that's what you get that's the first impression that you get when you get you know in default settings with cameras and everything so it 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 was really fun I did like the the um the katana aspect the fact that you could use melee attacks using katanas but even that part to me when you slash with a katana it really didn't Feel like you were actually connecting with the demons that you were, you know, and the bad guys that you were, you know, slicing up or whatever. So that to me, it, it was fun, but it was like, okay, I, I'm not really too engaged to that. But with Ghostwire Tokyo, everything that you do felt like like it mattered. Um, right down from just, you know, destroying the the demons that you deal with and the ghosts that you go through. Um, you, and, and, everything that you do in there, it just fell, especially with the dual sense controller, because this was made for the PS five, whereas, um, you know, samurai warriors three was built for the PS four, which means it doesn't take advantage of the dual sense controller, you know, functions in there that allows you to really get immersed into the game. And people, we don't talk about how instrumental the dual sense controller is with a lot of these PlayStation five games, but that game controller I'm sorry, that may be one of the greatest game controllers ever because would the functionalities that it allows you to do, especially with PS5 games, the the amount of tension that you put into some of the trigger buttons and everything during certain things, you know, actions that you do it really plays into it and that's what they were you know focusing on when they first talked about that way back before the uh, playstation 5 was coming in and how the dual sense controller will be so instrumental to your gameplay that it'll make you feel like that you're really getting in it because of the way that the controller is working towards certain game aspects and and here is no different i thought it did a great job in here so um let's get going with it bethesda May have succeeded in making me a fan of fps games with this latest supernatural action game like seriously unlike your common first person shooters like ghostwire uh, tokyo is on a slightly different approach yet it still implements some of the same fundamentals as your other you know normal common fps games you know but i mean let's start with the story here The story, like, in the game, you are a character named uh, Izuki Akito or Akito Izuki. In Japan, they reverse it. For those who don't know, or I'm pretty sure for those who are listening, you know, to this are fans of anime and and, and video games by now. Enough to know Japanese culture. But for those who don't know that are listening, in Japan, your last name is mentioned first and then your first name is mentioned last. They do it in reverse. So the name of the character here is uh azuki akito but akito was the first name in there so i mean that's just the way they that's their culture respect it. so Aziko akuto uh akito actually who survived a massive disappearance of human souls in tokyo thanks to a spiritual ally named kk who synced uh with akito's body and provided him with the spiritual powers and abilities to fight hordes of evil demons and ghosts while, uh as they find out what caused this paranormal, uh, paranormal phenomenon, while also looking to save his 17 year old sister who is hospitalized in a coma. That's basically the sense of the story here. And let's talk about the pros and cons. And you'll you're, people who know who've listened to the show before is going to be very surprised at how I am with this game. I, 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 I finally, finally reached this level. Never thought I was going to. Let's talk about the pros. I think this is a very player-friendly introduction into first-person shooter games. And I said that at a time about, I think I said that possibly about *Samurai Warriors 3, but no, if I had to pick, no, this is absolutely the first FPS game anybody should play who's never played an FPS game before. This is a great introduction because of how balanced the overall aspect of this game is samurai warriors is a little bit too loose because it's playing like like you're a ninja pretty much so you're gonna be doing a lot of jumping around and everything and if you're not used to moving the camera around and all this stuff you're gonna be lost but this one right here is very like i'm honestly if you never played a, a first person shooter game before play this game this is the one I highly recommend this. Um, it has incredible and smooth balance control scheme with the dual sense controllers, ability to bring tension to the trigger buttons when you when you save souls, use the bow and arrow, and use psychic powers. And also the cool part about it, which is something that PlayStation controllers have always been able to do for, you know, since the PlayStation uh, 3, I believe, is it 3 or 4? I think it might've been 3, might've been when it started. But, the audio that's embedded into the actual the speakers that are embedded into the controller that allows you to hear some extra audio and and atmosphere when you're around so they you know bethesda uses it for this game to allow kk's voice uh to be heard through the controller but it's in delay of the game's audio so it gives it gives the uh it provides a spiritual presence to it as if like he's talking through a a spiritual plane and there's a delay in his voice so i thought that was a really cool thing this has got to be the best camera i've used ever in a place in a first person shooter now again i've played um you know of course i enjoy overwatch as well when i played that and i also enjoy you know samurai um, warriors 3 but and i don't invest in a lot of fps games but the ones that i did, I didn't really particularly enjoy the camera as much. This one I think was just so well done. It just felt very smooth and fluid going through different parts of Tokyo and whatnot. It's it's just awesome. It's just incredible. I loved it. And it just made it very easy and it really made it easy and made you feel like that you really are, you know, moving in first person as if, you know, you're, you're actually the person in their perspective um no guns needed here like the only your only ability here is the use of kk psychic ability which consists of spiritual elements uh elemental powers of fire water and wind you can you do have a bow and arrow and you can switch from psychic abilities you know whenever you start to lose energy or whatnot and have to regain energy back and use the bow and arrow which you do have to you know get new ones every so often as well but they make it very easy especially and another thing about this game you choose your difficulty level so they just make they they absolutely want you to experience the game if you want to just go through and pace the story you can but and they'll make it very accommodating for you for just that and part of that is just being able to replenish your bow and arrows your, your arrows for your bow every so often as well as you know increase your uh and level up for your elemental powers and stuff like that and remain you know replenished as much as possible um getting the ability to actually you know once you sh- you know you shoot de- and I love I love the spiritual aspect because it reminds me of Yu Yu Hakusho with um Yusuke Urameshi when he's like using the ray gun to fire out at um demons and whatnot If it, it gives that same vibe I think that's what really drew me to this game is how you do that and when you get them close enough when they get to a state of you know defeat you can you know take their you can take their souls from them and just do it that way and have that interaction or then you could use the ghost wire to just obliterate them easily it's so awesome it, it and, and again the dual assist controller plays a heavy factor in because the tension of you trying to you know devoid the actual demons is awesome so i really enjoyed that part great and engaging story with fantastic character and a great cast as well in this um the paranormal buddy cop story of kk and akito fleshes out really well and draws you really into the story and wanting to find out more about the two as well as kk's investigation team who unfortunately passed away during the process of this you know paranormal disappearance now for those of you who've um bought the game on a ps5 as well uh, i think this is a ps5 exclusive right now if, as, if, as far as I know um, It's only on the PS5 But for those of you brought You also got the opportunity To um, to get the The prequel to this Which is like the It shows um, it, It's it's a motion comic That allows you to um, Read through Everything leading up to what was going on In the actual game So you got a chance to get to know the KK's uh, investigation team Along the way through that As well So you know great job on character development and story development with this game as well side missions are also worth playing as well um it, i really enjoyed playing that because you know the more you know side missions you play the better chances that you have of leveling up and then you also hear these other stories of you trying to free these souls and you know going on these yokai missions and everything and you have to figure out how to you know free their souls from everything that they're going through they can't you know it's one of those situations where you know ghosts can't go away and be sent away and 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 be freed and and um you know rest in peace unless they are freed from certain situations and circumstances so you you're there to help you're pretty much a a detective and kk is a spiritual detective after all so akito now is playing that role of the spiritual detective and now they're working together (laughs) because he's inhabiting his body and such like that. So, I mean, there's all great types of aspects in here, and and the story just gets better and better. And, you know, as far as cons, ladies and gentlemen, maybe a rare or for the first time ever. No, it's not for the first time ever. I had this before. But it's a rare times where I'm going to say this, but this game has no cons. Even through its playthrough, there was no glitches. There was no bugs. Like, I had this, I had a big... Debate or argument on social media with somebody because of my I was upset about how WW2K22, which I give them credit, they recently updated the game with an eight gig patch that has very extremely helped their uh, game and become a more solid game. But like Ghostwire Tokyo came out, it's only nineteen gigs. Take note. Which is why I believe, like, if it ever does go to another console, it could easily go onto the Nintendo Switch. 19 gigs is not a lot at all, and I, if it does, I am getting it. I am absolutely getting a game for that system, but I don't know where they're going for after this. But I tell you what, man, um, no bugs. It was a like as fluid of a game experience as you could possibly get. I saw no glitches, it didn't crash on me, whereas WWE 2K19, that has way more, like that game's like about like 30 to 50 gigs. It it, it just, it, it, it was too buggy, it crashed a lot at the time, and you know, but I'm going through to- Ghostwire Tokyo, it looks absolutely awesome, stunning game experience. From start to finish, I had no issues. This game better get nominated for Game of the Year because of that. I found there was no cons with this game whatsoever. There was nothing wrong with this game. This game was, I I hate really damn near, I would say perfect and going in there. I came out of this game almost like I needed a cigarette because of how great this game experience was. And I don't smoke people. And it like, I, I, I was like blown away that I came out of this like, I enjoyed just like I just came out of a, you know, the theater watching a Marvel movie. I actually enjoyed, fully enjoyed a first person shooter from start to finish. Everything about it, it just wasn't enough. And I'm thinking like maybe the reason is because I'm not a fan of guns. I'm not a gun toting dude. I'm not a big, I hate, you know, playing those military games because for me, I'm like, like, and I know people in the military play those games and I, I don't know how healthy that is, but. I just not a fan of like total like just gun toting all the time and all the stuff like me because I probably like look I lived my life in real in the real world with that crap and maybe it's because people don't live that he didn't live through stuff like that I'm just not a fan of it. that's why I don't play like Grand Theft Auto or San Andreas daughter and so I'm like it's just like that's I'm what I I live I used to live that like why do I want to play that. <laughs> like I don't enjoy it yeah, what the hell I want to play that at all you know what I'm saying like so I like the element that this here is a game that is not a gun-toting game even though you're using you know elements kind of like it but not exactly and then you're not even killing other people you're killing you know spirits demons and ghosts if you will so it's a out of this world over the top experience for me that, you know, suspends my disbelief for hours on end. I love this. I want to see more of this. This is, I think if I see more games like this, I will absolutely get into you know, first person shooter games like this anymore. Um, This game overall made me fully in love with this, with the idea of the, of FPS games. Um, Bethesda provided another way to enjoy a game genre that needed, Change for quite some time and for people who never really played a, a uh, first person shooter games i think this is the ultimate introduction the easy way in to really enjoying other first person shooter games you know for those like myself who are not fans of this you're like this is our or fans of the gun toting gameplay style that you see on other games like that you know this is right up your alley like i want to see more i want to see more like this um you know, this game Ghostwire Tokyo is a breath of fresh air to me, man Like seriously, great gameplay Wonderful cast, tremendous Storytelling, you know, makes for The beginning of a potential game series In the making, and I hope Maybe maybe not with KK and Akito But maybe they'll do another one with a whole Another storyline, if they do I'm all about it, I'm jumping right on it Because I had this great experience with this one Um If Bethesda doesn't make more Ghostwire games, I hope that they or other game developers may you know begin to think more out of the box like this game was uh, maybe even do a first person fighting game or a first person beat em up you know where you could you could just use you know more of a melee style attack or something like that there was a first person like way back during like this is way before like a lot of you listeners out there the 3DO which was a CD based game console um had a first person fighting game back then. And I used to l- I love that game. And I'm see if I can type this in. 3DO. See what happens here by typing 3D. See what happens What comes up. No, it wasn't Way to work, Supreme Warrior. That's what it was. Supreme Warrior, what they did with that game, it was a first person shooter game i mean it was a first person fighting game and what they did this came out ah i forgot what this came out supreme warrior i gotta look this up um supreme warrior was so awesome because they took the street fighter element and basically put it was made it it was filmed it was actually filmed as a real game as a as a real like a movie cinema like situation they so they filmed it back then you go go on google google it supreme warrior 3do and it'll come up the game came out in 1994 and basically it, it came out for the sega cd 32x and the 3do so in the sega cd so basically you would be in first person mode, but you would be fighting people. But they really filmed it, had role actors, role setting and all this stuff. It was really awesomely done. The costumes and everything was still done. And you would fight different characters, but it would be a first person view. So your hands, <laughs> but this is before 3D, like this is obviously before they, you know, Yu Suzuki came out and really developed the idea of 3D games out there. So the, the hands that you would see in first person mode, is digital is like digitized, so you would see your hands throwing, but you have the ability to throw fireballs and you know kicks and all the stuff. I think we can get to this level now where we can develop stuff like that and perfect it in the way that this game was back then. And I I just I absolutely absolutely love that game. You know, I guarantee you, if I played it today, it would be severely severely aged and outdated uh in terms of controls and everything but the idea of it can still be refreshed i mean look what they look what uh dotemu did with um jammers for instance when they took the concept of a pong which is the very first video game like one of the if not the very first video game ever you know made and it, like it's the most paleolithic game you could ever play in video game history and they took that concept and refreshed it with wind jammers and given it, you know, character and development and depth and stuff like that, and refreshing an old idea, you know, people in the first person development world can do the same thing and do a fighting game for that. That would be awesome. I would, I would not mind seeing that. I think it'd be dope and give it the street fighter treatment, if you will. And you can also do that for beat-em-ups too, you know, do it like a streets of rage type of deal. And, and, and that'll be a lot of fun too just you know make it fun for everybody just like they did here i want bethesda to do that i want other game. i want people to start thinking out of the box because when you do first person games it, it does react to a niche like if you go to the xbox community they all the majority of their base games are first person games but it's all the same stuff if you look at all of it it's all like from halo on down it's the same thing it's just shoot 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 that's it. Gun toe. And if you do any melee, it's like one hit with a knife or one punch or whatever like that. It's nothing. It's nothing like they never do anything. Like, I I, I think this is just the dumbest thing to just your whole focus is just shooting. But when you get close up, all you can do is punch or stab. That's it. Like, I, there has to be more. You know, look at what Bethesda did with this and hopefully you could get others will fall under and really do a good job with that too. But as far as I'm concerned, as this is now the official game that has made me a fan of this type of first-person shooter games i am officially in love with fps games if not this game in particular i can't speak for other fps games but this one made me feel like i can actually enjoy this type of game and i'm usually not the type that enjoy this game because i do like playing games where i can see the characters the character models move and everything but for the first time Ghostwire Tokyo made me not care about that and really enjoy the aspect of first person. It is just incredibly done. And for that, if I give it a grade, it has to this absolutely gets. I almost feel like I give need to give this not only just an A, what my old uh, art teacher would do for me, give it an A. <laughs> because this game did so much more than just make me enjoy it but it made me fall for a genre that I never thought I would fall for and it deserves every bit of that. So a plus Bethesda kudos to you. Kudos to your team. This is an awesome game. I pray that you do this again. I am sold for it. And if it, if I don't play any other, you know, first person shooter games, I at least going to play this. I'm, it's so much fun. I want to replay that game. That's how awesome that game is. So kudos to them on that. And folks that will end this journey of our show. Thank you so much for being a part of it as always. And I am so happy to be back on this show. I, you know, tell my therapist the other that like this is literally my therapy when I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Getting to talk about my favorite genres and get to talk to all of you guys as well and all the stuff. So um, yes, absolutely. Uh next week. I will, be playing tell, I will be reviewing Tales of Arise for the PS5, uh, the latest genre of uh, Tales series. I, it's been, it came out last year. I did, just didn't have a chance to play it because I knew if I played a Tales game that it is overwhelmingly big and I had to cover a lot. So now I have the chance to play it and I've been playing it for a bit. So I think by next week, I should have a handle on what I think of it. Um, you know, if you played any Tales game, you know what to expect and you know that there's a lot to really look forward to with the tales games so uh tales of rise will be there and see if how well they improved i want to talk about what they've done differently from this game that they have done in, pra- in past tales games as well so stay tuned for that this sunday ultraman season two on netflix i still have my netflix account because of ga- uh, series like this so i'm sticking with that until they try to up the damn price again or whatever like that so I'm sticking with them until I feel that it's like, all right, now it's time for me to bounce. So, so I'm sticking with them for right now. Um, next week, of course, we're counting down as of right now. Moon Knight season finale, I believe, is next week. As well as, the, as Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. It's finally coming next week. We'll be reviewing that game. We'll be talking about the game. We'll be talking about the season finale of Moon Knight as well. Um, and I highly recommend every one of you to rewatch the marvel's what if series on disney plus if you have if you're a subscriber which let's be real everybody is because all you netflix guys absolutely have an account (laughs) disney plus account but go out of your way because that show and series we learn now is a like a prelude to every whatever is about to happen in uh, Dr. Strange's Multiverse of Madness so stay tuned for that and much more and just a fun fact here I want to say before I actually you know go uh Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy you know that awesome game that they came out uh last year they just got a statistic of something very I thought very funny as of right now 18.6 million gamers Uh, I'm sorry, 18.6 million attempts to close the fridge have failed. Now, in the game, if you played the Guardians of the Galaxy game, there is a fridge that Quill always tries to close because they keep leaving open or is it propped open or it it, it doesn't work. So you you have the ability to try to close it every single time. After a while, I've done it like on a PS5 version, I've done it so many times and nothing comes about it. And on on a Switch version, Nothing, you know, I I just decided not to do it, you know. So they actually got the they kept track of that, and apparently, 18.6 million failed attempts to close the fridge by everybody who's played this game. I thought that was funny that they kept track of that. But go anywhere and play that game, it is awesome. Uh, I recommend playing the console versions. I mean, if you want to play it on this on the cloud, it's perfectly fine in the sense of you just need to be at a strong Wi Fi connection in order to play it because that's what you'll have to deal with but otherwise the gameplay is fluid on the switch as well just you can't you have to not go anywhere when playing it so that is it all right so if you like this show and every show you could go to TalkTimeLive.com. you can uh, check out all of our episodes our audio episodes and our video exclusives on there and the latest one with brian uh from clerks is on there that's on the top bill right now And you also have, you know, other options as well. If you want to subscribe and download to the series, you could do so on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Poppy, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Casts, and Tumblr. And as well as anywhere that you can listen to podcasts as well. So again, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. It's great to be back. And I look forward to talking to you guys on Sunday for Ultraman. So that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Saver. Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Persists Talk Time Live. I am out here. Take care, and I will talk to you guys on Sunday. Happy Mother's Day coming up.